Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy and all I was doing was enjoying the fact I could actually go high in my intonation because my voice is somewhat repaired. Tommy doing his usual waving to nobody but I feel like everybody in audio in audio listening to us can feel that wave the warmth. They They feel it they know it's there. They certainly do. Uh, We also know what's there is a bunch of five-star reviews, which I saw came in the other day. Big shout-out to all of you. There was one that came through that I had to include this time out because it made me laugh quite a lot. And it's a a reasonably in-depth one, and it's from Shuey WM from the UK. Hark, what goeth there? What was this sound? This noise, this exalted pattern of speech that tingled my ears and fluttered my heart. My legs weakened. I had to sit down as the discussion between the protagonists began. Welcome back to the P1 podcast, one of the men proclaimed to the world. Goosebumps. What fresh F1 heaven was this, I gasped. The conversation between the men continued. The debate between them dipped and crescendoed as if they were both in sync and in tune maestros of their craft, conducting the flow and ebb of their Formula One prose as deftly as a maestro conducts their orchestra. My wife walked into the room where I was listening. I turned to her as a solitary tear rolled down my face. My God, my wife said. What's the matter? she asked. Nothing, my dear, I said. For I have heard real greatness for the first time in my life. And that greatness is the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. My wife sat down with me and listened a while. Slowly, she took my hand and we looked each other in the eye. We embraced as we simultaneously came to the conclusion that Matt and Tommy knew their wheel. And their wheel noise was good. Finn. P1 audiobook coming soon. Uh, look, I tell you what, I gave that some serious welly in the audiobookness. So hopefully you, you felt like you were there. You looked like you were properly into that, Tommy. So big shout out, Shuey. That was an incredible, that was probably that was the most so creative good. review. Yeah, I love it. Like the amount of time that must have taken you to, to piece that together. But if it didn't take you much time, you need to write a book immediately. Right, anyway, let's dive into some F1 driver rating, shall we? Beginning with Logan Sargent. Started 14th. Finished 11th. Logie Bear impressed me this weekend. He did very well. He got the upgrades for that Williams car, which um, he was gasping for um, after Alex Albon, of course, had it in Austria, I think it was. And I'm giving him an 8 out of 10 because it was the best drive of his career. Solid, consistent, just missed out on points. But when we're taking into account what Tommy said at the beginning of the year about him being a P20 merchant. And now look at him. P11 merchant, still no points, but consolidates his place 
as 19th in the Drivers' Championship. Well, to be fair, he's not going to get beaten by... uh... He might drop back to 20th again. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he gets P20? That would be unbelievable. Anyway, Uh, 8 out of 10. Well done, Logan. Yeah, I've gone for 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, Great. Great race from uh, from Logie Sarge. Uh, Best of his career, definitely. And uh, look, uh, I said all this because I thought Williams were going to be, well, basically rock bottom and last. I do love every time you come in with the like the reasoning as I to, know, as I have to, to what, say because you I mean you I throw me under it. the bus I know, every look, time. I see that bus but look everyone, we're all friends here we <laughs> know. all know but I'm Apart happy to be proven think you're yeah, savage. Yeah. I'm happy to be proven wrong because look Williams I just I just didn't see them improving but I should have done because James Vowles is a legend, like we said in in the race review one, and they're on the up. They look like the seventh best team now, and um, I can see Logan, you know, getting some points now. He's he's got the upgrades, and I think his time will come to get some points. So yeah, well done, well done, Logie. We now get to Alex Albon. Started eighth, finished eighth. I've gone for an. Eight out of ten as well. No, nine. Not for a nine. <laughs> you were waiting for me it's to weird. go. It's weird because nine out of ten is obviously a really good score and it is a Williams, but maybe we need to just accept that's where they are now. But in my head, P8 in a Williams mm-hmm. is still deserving of a nine out of ten. Like he beat both Ferraris on the road, sorry to remind you, Matt. But... Um, it was a good drive. Didn't good enjoy qualifying that. Why as well. did you have to bring that up? <laughs> Are you trying to set <laughs> the tone for the. Uh, okay, I fair know. enough. I threw you under the bus for Sergeant. You then just brought up the. Swan all. Both for our, okay, fair <laughs> enough. One all. We move on. Yeah, but but well done, Alex Halpern. Uh Williams, yeah. Uh, really good Good to see Williams now properly fighting in that, that mid pack and, well, even uh, challenging some of the top teams. So, really good to see. I'm going to take that as one and a half one because I feel like that top team dig was again to do with Ferrari. Um, so I've gone for a nine out of 10 for Alex. I think it was an incredibly impressive weekend for, for Williams as a whole. Um, it's weird to think that after practice, I'm actually a little bit disappointed that they only finished eighth. Uh, considering if you were told going into, especially if you told going into the race that Alex would beat both Ferraris that started fourth and fifth, you would be thinking this this man could be on for a podium, but ends up finishing eighth because Ferrari decided to have a disaster class with almost everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, really good from Alex. Another Q3 uh, appearance for him. Uh, I did predict in pole. Didn't happen uh, in our graphic, but you know, it's still an incredibly impressive weekend. We now go to Nick DeVries. Hmm. XF1 driver. Oh, Tommy. Too soon. I mean, it's factually it's correct. Started 18th, finished 17th. I'm going to give him a four out of 10 because I don't feel like, I don't want to be any more harsh than that. He's just lost his seat. This is the last grade we're going to be giving him. So he, to be honest with you, it wasn't like Silverstone was the straw that broke the camel's back, in my opinion, because he wasn't far off Yuki all weekend. Um, the car was a dog and he finished just behind him, I think, and his race pace was comparable. So, um, yeah, four out of 10 still, though, because they finished 17th and 16th. Yeah, uh, gone for a four out of 10 as well. He's not... um, And also he was compromised uh, because he stopped before the the safety car. He did. Uh, But yeah, Alpha Tauri is, well, uh, 
a pretty rubbish car, but we'll see what um, Daniel Ricciardo can do uh, with it in Points. Hungary from now on. Points in Hungary. You heard it here first. Interesting. Um, I, I could see it. Uh, they were good at like Monaco as well, weren't they? So maybe this just high speed is not is not for them. But it was too little, too late for for Nick DeVries, as we've uh, mentioned in our little reactive podcast we did not long ago. Oh, nice little segue. If you want to go check that one out, feel free. Uh, now go to Yuki Sonoda. Started sixteenth, finished sixteenth. I have gone for a five out of ten. Um, just average. Alfatari looked a bit rubbish. Yuki performed average <laughs> just middle of the road nothing to shout about uh and again said it said it in the last one but let's see how good alvatari actually is maybe when we get daniel ricardo and then to see how as a bit more of a benchmark of of yuki and see how it does but at the moment all we can believe is that that car is absolutely awful and they're languishing <laughs> at the bottom of the uh of the championship now uh really far behind and doesn't really look like they're <laughs> going to be uh improving anytime soon but we'll see how they have fallen since their uh, amazing performances only a few years ago with uh, pierre gasly at the helm yeah. and now look uh, look where they are i've gone for a four out of ten as well for yuki i don't feel like i can really separate nick and yuki too much apart from obviously 16th and 18th being their different starting positions but there wasn't much to separate them. Shocking. Like, there's literally nothing more to say uh, with that Alpha Tauri. And uh, it's disappointing because Yuki has, you know, shown that there was some potential in this car and, and it's sort of fallen away. So, um, yeah, four out of ten. We now go to Nico Hulkenberg. Started 11th, finished 13th. I'm going to go with a five out of ten. Um had you know just missed out on Q3, which was a, a shame for him. Uh, then he had that small tiny bit of contact with Perez which I think was quite unlucky um, but still had to then pit because he had damage to his front wing because that end plate went flying off just before cops and yeah finished 13th not really much more than straight down the middle for me House love losing an end plate don't they that, they do that piece so I wonder how many times a house has lost that piece of the car. It feels like <laughs> every at least couple of races uh, I've gone for a 6 out of 10 Falkenberg because he qualified well, uh, you know, annihilated Magnussen in qualifying it. But, and then, yeah, unfortunate with, with Perez. Don't think it was really his fault, but I don't think it was anything malicious from Perez. It was just one of those incidents where they get a bit too too close. So, uh, six out of ten. We now get to Kevin Magnussen. Started 19th, finished DNF. Gone for a five out of ten for Magnussen. Um, you know, he had reliability issues in both quali and the race. Um, and it's not really going particularly well for him at the moment. He's not... Uh, ever since... Uh, where was it? Was it Miami where he had that unbelievable qualifying? Uh, where he was right up there on the grid. And then uh, just recently, it feels like he's not not really anywhere. But it's, it's hard to uh, blame him too much when... Obviously, his car kept setting on fire, so I've just given it straight down the middle. Fair enough. I'm going to go with a four out of ten for Kevin Magnussen. It's just, as you kind of alluded to there, his his season is really sort of falling by the wayside now. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg seems to very much be the driver that can pull a result. I think this, you know, this race is 
difficult because of the reliability issues that he was suffering with. But um, at the same time, it's just he needs a big result, I think, for in order to uh, to really kick or re-kick, hit, start his season um, again. But not much to say about the Hasses. They're just washed. They're just seriously washed at the moment <laughs> yeah. with that car, especially in the race. Um, and uh, yeah, shame for both of them that they couldn't uh, score any points or even really get close. Now go to Lance Stroll. Started 12th, finished 14th. I'm going to go with a three out of 10 for Lance. A very just difficult weekend. Punted Gasly. Root, like literally caused him to DNF because of a, a broken, was it a right rear suspension? Um, which, you know, he got a five second penalty for. Uh, it was just clumsy. It was messy. Obviously didn't make it through to Q3. Ended up finishing down in 14th in an Aston Martin that is still capable of scoring points as Fernando Alonso shows. Um, so yeah, Lance, once again, I think a very a pretty poor weekend. Gets two penalty points as well for that, for that collision uh, with Gasly. Yeah, gone for a four out of ten uh, for Lance. Not, not much to shout about. Uh, and actually, yeah, slower than Fernando. Even though the Aston Martin did look like it was um, struggling and not a particularly great race, and then to get an incident as well, um, didn't even realise they were still giving penalty points out. To be honest, uh, <laughs> with how the season's gone so far, but uh, here we are, a, a couple more for for Lance. So yeah, four out of ten. Fernando Alonso up next, started ninth, finished seventh. I've gone for a seven out of ten for Fernando. I think the Aston Martin not suited a track like Silverstone, high speed, same with Austria. Um, but Fernando, being Fernando, still manages to get the most out of it. And um, you know what I think of Alonso, and I absolutely believe that no one else would have been able to uh, get any higher than a P7 in that Aston, so... I think it's a seven out of ten. It just interesting. It's not. It's not a combat that then. Go on then. Because you just said you literally just said the words of Fernando. No one else could do any better than P seven. You're only giving him a seven out of ten for for a car that we're quite clearly sort of saying is is pretty pretty washed. I mean, I'm going to give him an eight out of ten, just purely because of the fact that Aston Martin is not uh, as quick as it once was at the start of the season. And um, of course, he did benefit under the safety car, um, but it didn't mean it was a slam dunk uh, when we went back racing and ended up beating both the Ferraris, whatever, don't care. And uh, yeah, finished seventh, which was a, a really good points haul. So I, I think that's a, a representative score. Tommy, do you want to change yours? Or you keep him with a seven? Uh, no, because he did benefit from the safety car, so seven. Yeah. yeah, but he's the Oracle. He knew that safety car was coming. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, though, as well, like we'll get on to Hamilton later. You know, Hamilton's strategy was literally trying to wait for that safety car. So you kind of have to, I guess, take into account that a little bit as well. Um, Valtteri Bottas started 20th, finished 12th I'm going to go for a 7 out of 10 for Valtteri Bottas um, he had a problem with qu- in qualifying which meant that he couldn't give a fuel sample so he had to start at the back um, and was making his way through the field a little bit old Valtteri showing showing some some, some actual pace and some some potential I thought Valtteri Bottas was wheeling his, himself off to a retirement home but <laughs> it, he you know finished 12th gained 8 positions he obviously benefited a little bit from the safety car but I would say a solid performance from Bottas. Yeah, I've gone for a seven out of 10 as well. I think it was a, a good performance. Say he was unlucky in qualifying to have the issue and he's fought back through the field. Still got no points, but that Alfa Romeo is pretty awful uh, now. They, they do look like uh, back markers with the Alfa Tauri. 
They certainly do. Zhou Guan Yu started 17th, finished 15th. I have gone for a 5 out of 10 for Zhou Guan Yu. Um, just a another straight down the middle where yes he had a he had a problem uh, where a tear off was caught in his brake duct apparently uh which won't have helped things um so yeah it did a three stop actually um which is never <laughs> never good when it's a one stop race not good so around that, silverstone either it's a long yeah, pit lane that never gonna never gonna help you so yeah um i've gone for a five out of ten just a bit more of a a normal result but yeah it's, it's a shame to see Alfa Romeo if you look if we go back to the start of these new regulations it, they were kind of a bit of a surprise really weren't they and now they're maybe even worse than the days of when it was Kimi and uh, Antonio Giovinazzi that couldn't really do a lot and were finishing every race in about 13th 14th dare I say they're kind of even lower than that now and slower yeah yeah, definitely. Although I do remember when Gio just decided to turn up just as his seat was lost pretty <laughs> yeah. much and then started making Q3 things like Zanvor and things like that. But um, I've gone for a 5 out of 10 for Zhou Guan Yu. I, I'm, I'm a bit sad, really, to see the uh, sort of tail off uh, for Zhou because he was starting to show this quite decent pace compared to Bottas. I know he's had problems, obviously, he got a tear off caught in his brake duct and uh, he had to do a lot of stops. But just in general, like his qualifying 17th, it, it's we're not seeing those small little star performances that we started to sort of connect with Zhou Guan Yu as a, as a driver. Um, so fingers crossed for his sake, uh, he's able to get yeah. one or two of those um, in the near future. Uh, now go to Oscar Piastri, started third, finished fourth. I've gone for a 10 out of 10. I don't care what anyone says. He's getting a straight, fat, bang 10. Didn't even end up on the podium and he's getting a 10. This is the highest 10 probably you're going to see for a P4. Um, I cannot stress how unbelievably impressed I was with Oscar Piastri. He could have very easily crumbled from being third on the grid, but nope, got the best start out of the three and was attacking um, Max Verstappen in the first half of that lap and looked like he really wanted to get stuck in. There was no... You know, there's no tentativeness there, tentativeness there, which was amazing to see. Um, and got unlucky with the safety car. That was a nailed-on podium. Uh, if K Mag didn't press the explode button, um, but he did, and Oscar, yeah, just misses out. But that performance proves to me that there is plenty more to come from Oscar Piastri, and I think even Lando Norris fans should be a li maybe just a little bit worried just purely because that performance was unbelievable. He was on Lando's pace pretty much the entire race. And without <laughs> the, all the upgrades as well, which is mad to think. Uh, yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, for me, it's one of the best performances of the season. Um, he was really, really good to say that He's a rookie. We've seen how much rookies have struggled over the last, you know, few years. We've seen what Daniel Ricciardo, how he struggled against Lando in that that McLaren, and he's done an unbelievable job. Like you say, he could have quite easily crumbled, um, and he only lost the podium through misfortune because, uh, you know, because of the safety car which Lewis benefited from massively, and then he could have quite easily crumbled under the pressure of the bad what we thought would be a bad strategy for McLaren putting the hards on he had Russell behind him who was on better tyres and he didn't uh, and you do wonder uh, you know I, th I think he was very unfortunate not to get a podium he deserved the podium um, but I don't think there's anything to worry about because he will definitely be on that podium again because uh, 
yeah, this was <laughs> every goodness knows how many times we do these drive reviews and we go oscar's just waiting for that one standout result this was it and and some like what a what a performance yeah he's announced himself on the scene hasn't he um and i did say what was it and announced himself on the world stage and boy was this it yeah, he certainly did. Uh, really impressive from Oscar. Uh, we now go to Lando Norris. Started second, finished second. It's another 10 out of 10. Uh, and another one of the best performances of the year. Um, not many better performances I can think of this year um, than this drive from, from Lando alongside his teammate. And, you know, maybe like a lot of Max's drives and also SD Bestie and... Uh, in Monaco so yeah really good performance um great drive and just just showed that give him a good car and he will he he has got what it takes to fight the the Lewis Hamiltons the Max Verstappens etc um so yeah uh really good to see uh because my god what a stinker of a start to the season they had and we thought McLaren like these two drivers are far too good to to be languishing in uh, at the back of the grid but it's uh, a pair of tens for both of them hell yeah it's a 10 out of 10 for me as well um lando in qualifying especially i think uh, was was incredibly impressive with the fact that you know he took provisional pole and i don't think anyone saw that coming uh, and then obviously narrowly missed out to Max Verstappen I say narrowly it was quarter of a second in the end wasn't it but it was still a really good performance on the Saturday and then turn it into Sunday gets an unbelievable start takes it to Verstappen even extends to over a second in the first few laps and gave us all hope that we might actually have a race on our hands didn't turn out to be as close as we maybe hoped but still Lando Norris you know Hamilton said already he's a future world champion I completely agree he's got He's got all the minerals of the George Russells of this world and the Charles Leclerc's of this world. And some people, yeah, you know, wrote him off just, but you can't until you see him have a really good car and then you can rate him. But Lando's been that driver waiting for that car to be able to show these kinds of performances. And it, it, you know, it's no coincidence. These podiums that have popped up in Austria and Imola, those were unbelievable performances in in tricky conditions, and that should have told people, yeah, this guy's got talent. Then we get into a race where it's dry and the car's decent, and look how he performed. It, the one thing I'm still annoyed about is him not defending the inside line at least for for one quarter, one yeah. quarter, or one lap against Verstappen. But um, perhaps he didn't quite fully realise just how good that McLaren was going to be in the race because he managed to hold on for for quite a few laps. Um, so well done, Lando. Well done, McLaren. You did an amazing job. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We now go to Pierre Gasly. Started 10th, finished DNF. So didn't finish. I've gone for a 6 out of 10 uh, for Pierre Gasly because he he was running in the bottom end of the points. Um, but then, of course, had that stroll fight. I think he also got um, screwed over by the safety car uh, slightly, and that's why he had that that stroll battle. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just annoying, really, for, for Gasly, for Alpine, that they could have picked up a point or two. That genuinely seems like where they kind of belong at the moment, but then you have these random esty-besty performances that make you then question where does that Alpine actually belong? Gasly just seems to be like there or thereabouts, not really doing anything that, again, like, you know, we, we, we rewound slightly to the AlphaTauri days where Gasly was putting in some miraculous performances in qualifying. We're, we're yet to really see that. But then that one time he did have a really good qualifying. He then uh, racked up loads of grid, pe- uh, grid <laughs> penalties, didn't he? So, yeah. yeah, it's. I don't think it's. It's definitely not Gasly's best season so far. No, um, I, I guess it, the the one standout performance was uh, Australia, and then he had the red flag, and then it got absolutely screwed, and then <laughs> ended up colliding with Ocon. Uh, I gone for a seven out of ten for Gasly. I think he was unlucky. One of those ones that got screwed by uh, the unfortunate pit timing um, and then was going to pick up solid points. I think he had the measure of uh, Ocon who's um, uh, this this whole weekend really, uh, but Alpine had a had a shocker both cars DNFing. Certainly did. Esteban Ocon up next, started 13th, finished DNF. A uh, difficult one to grade because he only did a handful of laps before retiring, but didn't do great in quality either. So I'm going for a five out of 10. Yeah, five out of 10 for me as well, uh, mainly because of that quality performance. Can't give him any higher than that. As you say, Gasly did look like he had the measure over Ocon this time out. Um, but yeah, a shame for Esty Bestie because I did put him as big as good surprise and he decided to do another flop, listen. which is really mm. annoying. So I could have cashed in on three really good flops, which sounds <laughs> weird saying out loud. Um, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton now started seventh, finished third. I've gone for an eight out of 10 for Lewis Hamilton for this particular Grand Prix. He uh, made a mistake on lap one, went wide, um, dropped all the way down to P9, I think it was. And his race didn't look particularly great for most of it until the safety car came out. Now, I'm still giving him an eight just purely because his strategy was to go really long and to hope to benefit from a safety car. So that was a preemptive decision uh, for him to go as long as he possibly could. And then, you know, race Lando couldn't get past. Would some other drivers in that situation have got past? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's still a solid drive and getting on a podium is absolutely something he will take at the British Grand Prix where that did not look likely for for half the race. Uh, It didn't, no, uh, definitely not. Um, I gone for a seven out of 10 for Hamilton. which may seem quite low for for finishing third, but but then you know it was very fortunate that he managed to get that safety car. I know he said he played for it, but other people were going later, and we're just the the Magnuson broke down just at that pit stop window, so it 
some people got fortunate. He said he some was going to go lap longer. fifty. Hamilton said he'd go to lap fifty if he had to. He mm. was he was out there. It's, that is probably the harshest podium seven out of ten I've ever heard. Team Malaysia going to be then, fuming with you. <laughs> oh, thanks for throwing me under the bus again. But, he, uh, <laughs> but, but he, you said the seven out of ten. I'm well, because it, it is a seven out of ten. He, he Look, was I'm just making finish. sure that Team LH feel heard, <laughs> and then they don't have to go and clip it up. Because yeah, he he dropped a P9 at the start. Um, had a had a bad start, um, and then the safety car saved him, of course. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a solid drive. Mercedes weirdly didn't look um, particularly uh, good at all. Maybe they'll suit the the Hungary. Uh, it's it's going to be weird actually going to a completely different track next that might change everything again. And we know how good Hamilton is around Hungary, so maybe uh, it will suit them. We now go to George Russell, started sixth, finished fifth. Gone for a seven out of ten um, as well for George. I uh, think he was actually on Hamilton's uh, level this weekend, if not the quicker uh, of the two, but didn't have the, the fortune of the safety car. Um, and yeah, it was a shame to see that he couldn't get past Charles Leclerc, <laughs> even though he had those, those uh, soft tyres. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 for George um, because there was potentially a third or fourth place beckoning had it not been for um, the safety car. So I think as well, George's soft tyre stint needs to be recognised because that was um, an amazing pace that he put in there for for so many laps, um, but just pitted um, before the safety car came out and therefore uh, lost uh, lost that position. But I'd say a decent performance uh, from the pair of them. So, uh, so well done uh, to Hamilton and Russell, considering the car not looking that Great. We now go to Carlos Sainz. Started fifth, finished tenth. For a four out of ten for Carlos. Um, made a mistake in qualifying. Um, obviously lost out uh, because of the safety car. Then decided to stay on his hards for the restart, which was um, a questionable decision from both Sainz and also Ferrari. I'm surprised Carlos didn't take it into his own hands to say absolutely not why would i stay out on hards i literally saw what happened to charles last year when he stayed out on hards they weren't nearly as degraded as that but um yeah then he got completely and utterly swallowed up by perez alban leclerc and finished 10th after starting fifth it's just a stinker yeah absolute pain uh i've gone for a five out of ten for for science um you know good in qualifying it's a shame again the Carlos Sainz can't just seem to have a good <laughs> a good weekend uh, now he's on uh, Charles pace there, there always seems to be something uh, that, that goes wrong but this this time it was for, for both of them Ferrari just uh, really really bad really bad strategy everything just back yeah, to absolutely pain. everything everything was wrong mm. not one thing was right well qualifying went alright but then yeah. everything else went wrong uh, Charles Leclerc started 4th finished ninth. gone for a 5 out of 10 as well um, yeah it just not 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 good for Ferrari at all ninth and 10th from where they started uh, is shocking when I'm sure a lot of people including me said at the start we were there going can McLaren hold on and you'd kind of think that Ferrari would have been one of those people to to chase them down and maybe take the podium off them so uh, to finish behind 
uh, Alex Albin in a Williams, even though it's, we know it's an improved Williams now, is uh, is pretty pretty poor indeed, and they're going to be sweating if they uh, keep uh, you know having results like that when McLaren have improved. And yeah. I'll stop talking now before uh, I no, ruin Matt's day anymore. Really <laughs> enjoying it. Really enjoying it. I've gone for a five out of ten uh, for Charles. He made a mistake in qualifying, otherwise he could have potentially been on the front row, um, which was disappointing um, because maybe his race would have been completely different had that been the case. Um, then pit early, which I kind of maybe blame Ferrari more for than Charles in this yeah. particular instance because they seem to be trying to lure others to, to pit around uh, him. No one took that bait because they were like, <laughs> they went, this is Ferrari strategy. Yeah. Well, obviously, we'll just do the opposite. And that's what they all did. Um, his pace was was rubbish when he came out on the hards as well. He was stuck in traffic. He wasn't even gaining on Verstappen, who was out there still on the same tyres from when he started the race. So, um, yeah, really rubbish. And then pit again under the VSC. So he'd literally like stopped, what, maybe 10 laps prior to when, the, or 15 laps prior to when the safety car came out, then came back in the pits again and then lost out to Albon in the pits uh, and was on the medium. So it wasn't even like he was on like you soft and go on the attack. The mediums didn't seem particularly great. And I want to move on because <laughs> that is an absolutely shocking weekend from starting fourth and fifth on the grid. Like mm. people, we, we spoke to so many people at Silverstone and I was like, look, fourth and fifth on the grid. I was like, Charles going to get Oscar. He's going to get on the podium. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to be an all right day for Ferrari. I think I said Lando's going to finish second, Verstappen first, but I feel like Charles going to, you know, get third and he finished ninth. So that's fantastic news. Sergio Perez up next started 15th finished sixth now I'm giving him a five out of ten because I am sick and tired of Sergio Perez not making it to Q3 in a Red Bull there's you know, once what is it what's the what's the phrase here we go fool me once something shame or other fool me twice shame on one. no <laughs> shame on me shame on I don't know so fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, let's make it up as we go along. Shame on the vice president of... For, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> five times uh, is... In a row, six times this year. Nico Hulkenberg has made it through to Q3s mm. and Sergio Perez. Five out of ten, just, just horrible qualifying... And then just didn't seem to be catching or going through the field quickly enough um, for a car that we believe is still very dominant um, as much as McLaren took a step forward. Um, but yeah, just just like what's going on, Perez? You know what I mean? Like they're literally hiring Daniel Ricciardo to scare you. Like you need to pick it up. <laughs> Although to be fair, thank you because now Danny Rick's, Danny Rick's back in and um, thanks Checo for those qualifying performances. I do wonder if it will help him either motivate him or put even more pressure on him. Uh, I've gone for a five out of 10 as well. It's, yeah, sixth in a Red Bull when your teammate is just wiping the floor with the field every single race is not good enough. And he didn't even fly through the field. You know, he was taking lap after lap to to pass. And I mentioned in the, the race uh, review that we did, that it didn't look easy to pass. And I know that Lando didn't put a particularly huge defense on uh, 
on Max Verstappen. But if Max Verstappen was able to pass the McLaren for P1, surely Perez can get through the field and pass people like Logan Sargent and the Hasses and whatever a lot quicker <laughs> than he did. And, you know, he didn't exactly fly through the field. I remember we were in the stands, didn't we? And half, halfway through the race, we're like, Perez is still only about, was it 10th or 12th or something like that? Yeah. Well, it wasn't looking great. Uh, and you just know if Max was in that situation, he'd have probably been third by about lap 10. So, uh, yeah, not not good for Perez. Really, he says he needs to... Um, so it's qualifying out, but I think it's a bit of everything. That's an understatement, because, really. Yeah, because the the thing with his qualifying is it not like he's just been slow. It's been, oh, he's not got the heat in the tyres. Then he's gone into the gravel. Then he's hit the wall. Then he's been blocked. Then it's track limits. It's always a different thing. It's not like there's one fundamental issue. He's it's just a spin been having a shock, isn't it, really? Yeah. What is going to be the problem mm. this weekend? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, shocking. Sorry, Perez fans, but it's not looking great. Uh we now get to Max Verstappen, where it is looking great. Started first, finished first. Yeah, uh, it's another 10 out of 10. Uh, people, you know, will go, oh, it's so boring, like exactly like Matt did did there. But we also have people going, oh, you always dismiss him and don't even talk about him. So um, that's because he's <laughs> it unbelievable. Yeah, what more do you want to say? To say? He is Thanos. He is clicking his fingers, and everybody else disappears in his rearview mirrors because he is unreal. Exactly. He's driving so unbelievably well. His teammate is showing that it isn't a case of just turning up in that Red Bull and winning easily, even though he makes it look very easy. Um, and look, he's just driving unbelievably well 42 wins at the age of 25 is insane could he beat Vettel's nine in a row in wins who knows could could well be um and yeah uh it's another 10 it's he's just making f1 look very very easy he certainly is 10 out of 10 for me as well Verstappen is just unbeatable even when he gets beaten off the line he's got the pace in the car he's got the the racecraft he's got the patience he's got everything that is required to be um one of the the best drivers that's that the formula one's ever seen and verstappen is cementing his legacy he could go on for another few years fingers crossed he doesn't for the sake of well no he can win it <laughs> but as long as it's close yeah. and we actually get a championship fight that would be lovely to watch um but yeah verstappen is just so damn good and and that's the thing people hate dominance people we were saying exactly the same when Hamilton was winning every time he's like yeah Hamilton's incredible we'd love to see someone else win uh, and now it's Verstappen's turn um, it's just what Formula 1 is unfortunately 2021 was a fever dream and we all know it and we need to wake up and smell the bacon that that is not how it works every single year we now go to who is our P1 I'm going for Oscar Piastri my my P one, he's forever in my heart. Uh, we we I backed him at the start of the season. He's finally shown what I believed he he had, and he's shown the world that. And hopefully, he starts strutting around with a bit more swagger now, a bit more like, yeah, I belong here. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see that. Um, I'll go for Lando to be different. Really good. Uh, it's a very difficult choice between the two, but I'll save my P1 for Oscar Piastri when he gets on the podium, which uh, 
I don't think will be very long because um, it was a brilliant drive. And um, fingers crossed that McLaren's actually good though. Like in other tracks, let's yeah. not you know let's hope that Hungary, which is a completely different I don't characteristic think it will be of track, Hungary, but we'll see. Maybe yeah. We will have to wait and see. Hungary is, of course, next weekend. Um, that is it. That is our driver ratings. I hope you have enjoyed. Um, let us know your thoughts. I'm sure you already have typed out a very angry comment um, about how something's washed and we've got something wrong or our opinions are incorrect. Well, it is an opinion. That is the beauty of these driver ratings is to trigger you into commenting. Uh, so you fall in for the trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding but thanks so much for engaging with the series as always Tommy what are you, is your final thoughts uh, my final thoughts are looking forward to Hungary because it's going to be a completely different circuit and I think the the whole thing could potentially even change again uh, other than Verstappen winning um, but and also you know get to see how Daniel Ricciardo shapes up which is very exciting it's been a crazy day Hell yeah. A crazy day indeed. Daniel Ricciardo returns to Formula One and you've got all of this driver rating stuff to enjoy as well. Although, to be fair, this is going out on YouTube a day later, so you may well have had time to soak it up. Either way, take care. Adios. Bye. Bye. P1 is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 